This week on an all-new Going Dork, we look to the skies to chat about the wonderful world of UFOs, specifically the history of UFOs in America. We talk about the beginnings in Aurora, Texas, the Maury Island incident, and of course, Roswell. In the guest seat this week, he is a podcaster, a UFO skeptic, and he recently made some pretty staunch accusations about cartoonist Jim Davis. We'll get to the bottom of that. So stay tuned for all that and more on Going Pop up in a spaceship, we got Sasquatch and Dama. One's a little shy, but the other's a real trauma. Pinball wizard pinging on planets and most. Another job done, hit the lights, close the blinds. Find a remote, let them know. It's true, crime, space, fly, shit. Welcome to Going Dork. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we have a very special episode for you today. Uh, we are talking about UFOs. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's probably my favorite subject second to dogs, I would think. Um, I'm just going to go with that. But uh, I've uh, seen a lot of movies, television shows, read a lot on the MUFON site. Um, sort of uh, try. I want to. I want to get a very good, broad picture of uh, UFOs in America. That's my. That's my goal. And honestly, who better to to sit in the guest seat this week? Uh, he's a podcaster. He has a podcast called "What the Hell Were You Thinking" on the on the Seltzer Kings Network. Um, his name is Dave Bledsoe. Welcome, Dave. Hey, well, thanks for having <laughs> me, man. Well, yeah, thanks I'm, for. I've been looking forward to doing this for so long, man. I. Uh, it's it's one of these things where I have this podcast, which is my like uh, love. I love researching this stuff. I love talking about this stuff. And then you, the other ones, um, you know, require work and a lot of you know this and that. But this, I just love. I just love. I mean, Marla too. Like we're both um, just huge uh, UFO heads. I don't know what the term is. I'm sure there's a term. Yeah, uh, you know, Zabrowskiites. That's what I like to call. Oh, them. there you go. There you go. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I over the past five years, I do not know how many shows I have done about UFOs and little green men and just you know all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Even though I don't know that I actually believe in them, I'm what you would call a certified skeptic. So yeah, I saw know. I saw that on your on your notes. I I, I feel like uh, you kind of have to be, otherwise, um, I don't know. I feel like. Anybody in this field, uh, a ufologist, which I guess is an official thing now, which yeah, didn't exist you, 20 you can years, have that four job years title ago. on your like business cards and everything. Yeah, yeah. I we have should, a lanyard, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, the entire uh, I don't know. I just I just thought it would be a very fun thing to talk about. I know you've done it a lot on your podcast, and you're an avid last podcast listener and a beloved member of our Seltzer Kings Network and uh, former. Former military man, Air Force, correct? Yes, yes. And former New York City cop and former... He's done it all, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and yet still, I have not seen a <laughs> UFO and I have looked for them intensely. Why won't they show themselves to me? Yeah, I um, I don't know. I, I, I think you have to have a healthy dose of skepticism, but you also, for me, um, I would rather believe in this stuff than, say, QAnon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or, well, yeah. Well, or some other least, idiot. idiot. Yeah. 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 At least my conspiracy theories don't hurt anyone. That's so. right. That's that's the important thing. Go out in the desert and sit and look at the sky for yeah. four or five hours, you know. Exactly. Um but yeah, no, I wanted to just sort of uh kick off this whole thing just by doing a uh top to bottom. Uh I think both of us uh have had enough experience talking about it, reading it, watching it, watching movies. I mean, there's a new movie every second. Amazon Prime has like a hundred of them on there. Yes, yeah, literally anybody can put a movie on that. 
on that yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. I've got three. Yeah. yeah. But they're Good. mostly Good. porn, so. But yeah. I, I, like, you do a UFO, you'll get rich. Exactly. Uh, well, it's porn UFOs, and you get a little, the little beaded curtain at Amazon Prime, so. We just did an episode of Danny and Mike with a porn star, and uh, you just planted a seed there. <laughs> UFO porn. <laughs> uh, only fans, here we come. That's right. That's right. Special OnlyFans account. But, um... Well, let's so kick it off. So, what was your genesis for for uh, for the interest? Where, where did it start with you? I I mean, from the get go, from from when I was a, ch- a kid, uh, I loved you know uh, scary movies. I loved UFO stories. I loved monster stories, cryptid stories, you name it. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I don't know when it started. I guess it was like ET ish, or maybe before. Yeah, yeah, that's where uh, a lot the of, original Alien. The OG. That's where a lot of people started. I mean, obviously, I was huge into sci-fi growing up. Uh, you know, going back to the original Star Trek, and but it was always just like, oh, it's a hobby, whatever. Yeah. And then when I was in the military, I would work midnight shifts, and I would listen to Coast to Coast AM with Art <sighs> Bell, and that was it. I mean, I again. Didn't really believe, but when you listen to Art Bell for like six hours a night yeah. talk about, you know, UFOs, you're like, okay, maybe there's something there. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's a big one, too, as far as um, just uh, uh, creating this huge movement as far as behind UFOlogy. I mean, Art Bell is is a is the grandfather i feel like of of the radio the podcasty radio version of ufos yeah um and Without i definitely all watch the crazy it. with all the super crazy stuff that yeah. uh, that comes with the i can't remember the guy's last name but bill something or another uh super conspiracy heavy you know aliens all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff but art was always pretty harmless and you know yeah there was some dark things that crept in there yep. sorry heaven's gate but you know that was weren't art's fault it'll happen did are you doing heaven's gate or you just did heaven's gate uh, I know I, I haven't talked about Heaven's okay, Gate. Okay, that's okay. yeah, that's that's one of those that's somewhere deep down in the hopper. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so I guess back to the uh, origin story, the uh, yeah. so, yeah, I was always I was always a big fan. And I think it, reading some of your notes and some stuff, it feels like it was very similar as far as like, you know, gravitated towards those movies, really like sci fi. Obviously, you know, when uh, X-Files came out, that sort of was a whole nother level. Oh yeah, um, and it's, definitely. It's, it's it's weird to think of all these little levels that it that is 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 this life that it's lived since nineteen or eighteen hundreds to now, which oh, is God. kind of the scope what I wanted to talk about. But um, yeah, I don't know if you had any more about sort of like the origins with you and and um, did, is this something that you remember as a kid? I mean, obviously, there's well, there's as I, I I've just finished a, a a big long series on DB Cooper and Skyjacking and things like that and. Right. In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy was mm-hmm. such a huge influence on my life as a kid in the 70s. Right. right. And, and In Search Of would talk about this stuff all the times. So, I mean, Ancient Aliens, that's where In Search Of started. It didn't yep. start with that weird guy with the haircut that's a meme now. It started with yeah. Leonard in a corduroy jacket and a white turtleneck talking about a- Ancient Aliens. Right. And that's when I was like, oh, that's really cool. I would like to know more about that. And, and then I got Time Life books, and you know. That's right. Popular Mechanics. Popular. Yeah. I just subscribed to Popular Mechanics today, and, and this is completely out of left field. But uh, if you want a magazine publication that that's been uh, talking UFOs for seventy five years, yeah, get Popular Mechanics exactly. Maybe even build and one. seriously talking about it, not like yeah. you know, oh, not yeah, like yeah. Weekly World News. Like this is what we saw. Yeah. This is what was seen, and this is what we think. Yeah, their latest thing is about bending space and time, which uh, I thought was uh, incredibly interesting. Now, there's yes. stories like that that pop up everywhere all the time. But Yeah, but on uh, Pop Mechanics. 
Yeah, pop back. It's, it's yeah. at least got some some science behind it. Yeah, and trust me, we're gonna get to that later on when we start talking about the Tic Tacs and things like that about how about how that's that stuff is going on. I kind of wanted to end on you know sort yeah, of ramp exactly. up to that, um, especially yeah. with your military experience and, uh, and and yada yada. But um, absolutely, I do remember that show. But the the show that for me that started it was was uh, Ripley's probably when the Ripley because <laughs> because Ripley's was right after that. I think they sort of stole their thunder a little bit, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Ripley's kind of just like came in there and like you just basically well, it basically just picked up where where uh where uh in search of search left of off it. and then unsolved mysteries picked up with Ripley's and it's like a baton handoff. Yeah. Isn't that uh, weird? The show with Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek in the nineties. I can't remember. I I wasn't watching it by that time, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I I don't remember that one, but um but yeah, there's and I don't know. I just I it grabbed me as a kid. I would watch everything. I, I I honestly have rented every horror movie at my local video store on VHS and DVD. I've rented every like all the sci-fi stuff. With I just I it just grabbed me and it never let loose. And I live grew up about an hour and ten minutes from Wright Pat. Oh, so, Hangar eighteen. So Hangar eighteen is right over there. But um, we, I mean, we used to see shit flying all the time. You know, yeah. fighter jets and just random like. I mean, we saw the B fifty two once, uh, or, or uh, the the wing, whatever the wing one was. Uh, B, the B two. B two. It just randomly flew over our house one <laughs> one day. We're in the backyard playing ball, and we're just like, "What in the?" F-? Um, but yeah, so I just I I, I think we should start. Um, maybe let's just start with the eighteen hundreds, sort of the first, I guess, recorded. Um, well. Not the well, very first. I mean, if you want to go all the way back, you go to Ezekiel. But, you know, we'll, right. we'll, we'll skip ahead to the 1900s. So. Right. right. Well, at least late 1800s. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, the Aurora uh, crash is where we should we should yeah. start. That was 1897. Um, Aurora, Texas. Aurora, Texas. It says uh, the little headline is. The Aurora, Texas UFO incident reportedly occurred on April 17th, 1897 in Aurora, Texas, a small town in the northwest corner of the Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex. The incident, similar to the more famous Roswell, uh, reportedly resulted in a fatality from the crash. The alleged alien body is reportedly burned and buried in an unmarked grave at a local cemetery, which we should do a road trip 100%. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, so Aurora... Um, this this was one. I mean, I, I think Aurora um, sort of gets pushed under the slept under the rug a little bit just because of Roswell and how big that was. But right. um, I want to read a little bit from the newspapers of the time because it's just a bit of a it's a bit of a a, a mind fuck. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw. I think I saw the one. You, what you're about to quote, but go ahead. Yeah, it's um, around six o'clock in the morning. The early risers of Aurora were astonished at the sudden appearance of an airship, which had been sailing through the country. It was traveling due north and much nearer to the earth than ever before. Evidently, some of the machinery was out of order, for it was making a speed of only 10 or 12 miles an hour and gradually settling towards the earth. It sailed directly over the public square, and when it reached the north part of the town, it collided with the tower of Judge Proctor's windmill? Yeah. And uh, went to pieces with a terrific explosion, scattering debris several acres and wrecking the windmill water tank and destroying the judge's flower garden. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Darn consonant damn aliens coming down here. <laughs> uh, well, I, I as I started researching this, what I found fascinating is that this was not a unique experience. At the same time, all over the country, there was a spate, a flap, to use the actual term, of airship sightings from California all the way up into New York. 1897? 
in the but from like 1895 through 1902. Interesting. Now See, Aurora is the only crash of them, but mm-hmm. but yeah, and the only uh, that would be a close encounter of the second uh, second and third kind if you're going to use the parlance. Mm-hmm. But uh, people were spotting what they were calling airships. Uh, all over the country for years, but for like four to five years before the Aurora crash, and kind of the same way that people were spotting flying discs before Roswell. Mm-hmm. So this was not this was not limited to Aurora, but Aurora definitely has the distinction of being the the first crash of a gotcha. f- of an airship or an unidentified flying object or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. The um. I know, and you had mentioned before, like, I know there's some in, like, you know, some, some, some theories that, that, that it's, you know, in the Bible and it's in, uh, all these ancient yeah. texts and, uh, scrawled on cave walls and, you know, people holding little suitcases that they, <laughs> that look like astronauts. And mm-hmm. so, um, I don't know. Yeah. So, like, source material wise, uh, I'm going to reference a lot of this documentary called Above Majestic. I don't know if you've seen this yet. I have seen it listed on Amazon, but I haven't watched it. You have to watch it. It's uh, it's basically, and there's a few uh, documentaries that do this, but it starts, you know, it usually starts around the 40s just because um, obviously that's when Roswell happened and that's right. where sort of uh, people think that the big con- uh, contact happened. But I, I just feel like it, from top to bottom, this documentary for me, uh, it just it just takes you through 18... 18- 97, 97 yeah. to like yesterday, basically. And it starts with these sightings and a few crashes and uh, or one big crash that we just talked about. And and then um, it basically can get all the way to like explaining why JFK was killed, which is a stretch. I know. But but, uh, <laughs> but, it's, but yeah, it's just, you know, no, nonetheless. No, fine. I could clearly the aliens killed JFK. That's yeah. why, you know, no, well, we could never well, prove that Lee Harvey Oswald was acting alone. Glocksor got him from the zapper from the grassy knolls. So, I think yeah, it, absolutely. In this documentary, at least, it's more of like they think that. um he knew and was going to release the information to the public. That's why they yeah, killed him. I hear those green yeah. moon moon pussy that I can get if we just admit them to the civilization. Yep. So that's what we're going to do. That's it. I apologize to the listener for my JFK impersonation. Oh, it's never good, and I keep please, doing it anyway. Please. Um, keep it keep it up. Maybe we'll have another appearance later. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to talk about, Aurora, but, but it just was this huge, I mean, even if you try to, th- think about the 1800s and 1897 um and just how life was uh and and just seeing i don't know it's just i feel like it, it's just a, a mind blower and clearly, uh, there's a few clearly it was yeah because none other than charles b pierce himself the director and producer of the legend of boggy creek which is a masterpiece encrypted documentary film mm-hmm. produced a movie about aurora and I'm going to play just a little bit oh of the trailer God, for you because please. I watched this god-awful movie. And wow. Yeah, if you're... Uh, Aurora Encounter. The difference between what is impossible and what is possible is in what you believe. He's coming! In Aurora, Texas, it became the excitement, the experience. <laughs> And the encounter that was out of this world. Aurora Encounter. America's first extraterrestrial adventure. Believe it or not. 
<laughs> straight up Ripley ripoff. I, I, straight up Ripley yeah, ripoff. Yeah. Well, well, the, the, the tagline. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this this movie pretty much explained it all for me. I mean, the glowing form, the, the little person in the uh, in the weird outfit. Yeah. The children, the who, dog. Who, it was it was just beautiful, and I I felt after I watched it that I had lost a lot of brain cells, but I truly understood Aurora, Texas. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I just saw that you had added that link on your notes, so I, I'm definitely, Marlon, I've watched the trailer, and it's definitely on our to-do list probably tonight, to be completely honest. Oh, but, yeah, it'll change your life. Uh, I'm not saying for the better, well, but. Yeah. No, but it's interesting um, uh, that they labeled it as that, too, as like the first uh, UFO contact in America, which I, I for some reason, I, I just kind of like to, to think about this as a chunk of time between the eight, the late 1800s and today. Yeah, and and, uh, and it was only when you think about it a little. Oh, what was fifty years to the day from eighteen ninety seven to nineteen forty seven to Roswell? Is my math right on that? Um, let's see. It, it happened April seventeenth. Well, not to the day, but to, to yeah, the year forty seven. Yeah, forty seven yeah. and uh, and eighteen ninety seven. But yeah, yeah, the uh, so yeah, I'm gonna check that out. That that looks incredible. It look for those who didn't see it or can't see it. It's you can't see it. It's basically like a shitty right. version of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but with a little ET thrown with in. a little ET, a little campiness, a little Mac and Me trailer. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, definitely, definitely in there. And then I was gonna say the guy, the alien, the guy that plays an alien. I think he was um, in uh, Yellow Brick Road in the. Uh, yeah, he was definitely a munchkin yeah, in, in, yeah. in He's uh, a famous, the Wizard of Oz. So. famous actor. But anyway, so that, that's where the kick- listeners just get a little bit of Charles B. Pierce in their life, they'll be lifted up like they were taken aboard a mothership. That's right. Well, uh, speaking of that, the next sort of uh, blip on the radar, the, the other thing I reference is, is the MUFON site. If, if you do want information about this, they, they have taken a very um, – a lot of information that can be, as you as you are a skeptic, Dave, uh, taken a lot of this information that could very well just be perfectly explained, I'm sure, uh, and and really investigated it, puts it all down in one website, uh, mufon.com. But so that's sort of what I'm referencing as well, in, in addition to this crazy documentary I watched. But um, yeah. And look, again, my skepticism is based on, I mean, I figure like 95% of all UFO sightings can be explained. Yeah. But there's also five percent that just literally can't. Do you think that five percent is in our, like for instance, I'm looking at like uh, a list of the f- most famous UFO sightings, which is Aurora, Mar Island, Roswell, Mantell, UFOs over Washington, the Hill abduction, Billy Meyer. Like, I just wonder, do you think five percent is would cover a lot of these cases? If you if you look at all the cases that have been reported since, say, Aurora just to Roswell, mm-hmm. we're talking about thousands and thousands of sightings and incidents. Those were just the ones that were reported and that were investigated by by entities like Project Blue Book from the Air Force or even MUFON. And yeah, easily, I think you can factor these specific incidents which there are huge numbers of sightings and no credible explanation for as part of that five percent i mean i i think that there there are tons of sightings out there that we don't even know about that fall in that three to five percent of credible sightings that aren't backed up or, or can't be easily explained away by simple humanity or simple science the other thing, um, I think people 
like moving on from the Aurora crash, I feel like we got a good gist of that. Yeah. Um, the next thing that sort of pops up, especially on MUFON, and there's other things. There's there's other things in print. If you go to the to the CIA website, they have a lot of documents that they've uh, now published that has different dates of the, prior to 47. But this this is where it really like obviously with Roswell, it really takes off. But there was an incident before that called the Maury Island incident uh, in Washington State. Right. And, I've heard of it. Yeah. And it was in the same same sort of year. And I think the 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 biggest thing was that after the incident, um, the two people involved, the Harold Dahl and Fred Chrisman, you know, became object objects of suspicion because, you know, they nobody at that point Roswell hadn't happened. Yeah. They foolishly talked about what they saw. Exactly. And then and then obviously, you know, uh that was in June. And then Roswell happens. When were the sightings of the, the guy, uh, the pilot that saw them over the Washington, the Washington mountains? I can't remember his name right off the top of my okay. head, but they generally the first, the, the beginnings of the, of the flap at that time that put UFOs back on the map. He was a pilot that was flying over the mountains of Washington that oh, saw, that saw a UFO and reported it over the, over the uh, radio and kind of kicked off the craze that, that, Gotcha. And it was right around. It was before Roswell, because it had. That is why it, I could look it up, but it's, somebody will know. And honestly, okay. if you're listening to a podcast and don't have a moment that you throw your phone at the wall, <laughs> you're not listening to a podcast. Uh, but the reason why Roswell caught fire as much as it did, and it really didn't in '47. Mm -hmm. In '47, it was a week or so of news in in it the didn't local really, papers. Yeah come back up to the 70s but mm -hmm. but that's what made roswell newsworthy back in 47 was that the, the, this guy had already seen this and reported these these objects flying over the uh, over the uh, the cascade range and that had made the news and then uh, uh you know six eight weeks later you had roswell and for whatever happened out there and i don't know what happened out there you put unidentified flying object or flying disc in a newspaper mm. and a press release, and you are gonna you're gonna uncork a bottle that's got a genie in it. It's gonna be really hard to put back oh, in. Yeah, and the Roswell tourism industry thanks them uh, oh. because otherwise it probably wouldn't exist. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, exactly. I enjoyed my trip to Roswell because yeah, there wanna, is nothing there but the UFO museum. Yeah, so. I want to talk about that because it's it's on. Uh, Mar I keep saying Marlon and I, but it's on our uh, to dos is to do a. a you know, a, a nice little swing out there and do Roswell and do Skinwalker Ranch possibly, or at least Ooh, drive by yeah. and yada, yada. But uh, yeah. So how, what's the vibe out there? I know it's a lot of, you know, uh, I mean, cheeky, it's, uh, uh, it's miles and miles of meth. Mm -hmm. uh, this was mm -hmm. also the nineties. It's probably changed a little bit. It's probably more meth, but yes. <laughs> uh, you hit the Roswell city limits and immediately it becomes UFO central. Mm -hmm. And you know, this, this, the town itself, is obviously cashing in on the name, which they should. Um, the UFO museum there in 1997 when I was there was small and and basically a place to buy T-shirts and tchotchkes. Right. Um, I don't know what it's like today, so... But yeah, it was it was cool to go to a town that just existed to make money right. off of UFOs. Right. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been on my... Uh like to do and i've i've traveled out there a little bit but not ever really in uh in anywhere near roswell or i never would have been there except i was i was in el paso for a, a military thing and, huh. you know and it was like 80 miles away so i just got in a truck one day and drove there so right 
Very nice. Heck yeah, because that's what you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, if you've grown up with, you know, spent the last few years listening to the Art Bell, you're definitely going to listen. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I it, it, To me... You've, I, if you haven't heard the Roswell story, this is not the podcast where we're going to explain it, uh, you know, tip to tip, so to speak. But uh, you've the, got old Mike Brazel <laughs> out on his sheep farm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it's 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 the mecca of UFO. Uh, obviously, it's the mecca of UFO uh, lore. It's it's a play, you know, it's a, obviously a, a tourism booming. Yeah, it's tourism like the industry. Er UFO story in America. Uh, I would say Area 51 is the is the mecca of UFOs. That's but. true, but it's all connected. All of that stuff is connected. Yeah, exactly, and they're not that far apart. Right. So, yeah, so that that really brought it into the um, the uh, the mainstream. And I, I know you uh, had wanted to talk about a little bit of, um, and we did a little bit of the five percent. And you know, most things yeah, can be explained, but it's funny how it just like wildfire grew after this. And yeah, really, yeah. there's not a lot between the the 1900s and 1945, um, and whether that's to do with you know a lot of people think that it's the nuclear bomb. We signaled aliens to come back. They came back, which had already been here, and you know because we were right. going to destroy ourselves. I, I if something happened at Roswell, and I lean towards something did, mm-hmm. um, just because of. <laughs> the changes in society. Right. You know, before that, there wasn't really an interest in the public. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if there's people out there watching us, then I don't think there was a lot of interest in us because, again, we our technology was super limited mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we were, you know, basically banging rocks together. And then all of a sudden, boom, we've got a, we've got the nuclear weapons. That's going to make any galactic neighbors that might be there sit up and take notice yeah. because that's yes. a, that's a technological shift in a society. Yeah, it's so, a world killer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, a lot, a lot of the, the things I watch seem to have that theory to war and coming off of two back to back world wars and like all of this. It's just, it's sort of bubbled up, I feel like, to the nuclear, uh, arms race. And then when it happened, when we bombed Japan, it's like, I, I don't know how that couldn't be seen as like, but there's another theory that goes around out there is that, you know, is that our our radio signals were finally reaching out far enough into deep space mm. after we had began radio broadcasting and, and in a very limited way television broadcasting uh, that finally our 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 just our our chatter had hit deep space far enough for people to hear it mm. because aliens are people too. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, well, in theory, we don't know. They could be robots, I guess. Uh, they could be. Yeah, um, we haven't seen we haven't seen a lot of them yet. Date is a person to me, and I'm going to believe that. So. <laughs> well, um, you know, there's there's tons about Roswell. You can you can sort of um, yeah research. It, it's research. it's your foundational myth yeah. or foundational starting point for studying uh, UFOs in contemporary cultures. So, right. and, and if you're not if you don't know about it, why the hell are you listening to this? Podcast? That's right. That is true. Um, well, moving on from Roswell, there was a few other, there, there are others, 48, there was the Mantel case. Um, and then 52 was the UFOs over Washington, which was a very 
public display. Um, Very public. I, I've still that's that's in my five percent. That's solidly in my five percent oh, of yeah. things that I haven't seen a, an explanation for. Yeah, and then but the yeah the other one that I had mentioned, and then the hill abductions. Obviously, that's a huge one too. Yeah, Betty and Barney. Um, Betty and Barney. Uh, uh, Not the rubbles. The hills. That's right. Completely different story. Well, we could do a mashup. Yeah, we should do a mashup t-shirt, t-shirt of uh, <laughs> Betty and Barney, but as King of the Hill characters. Um, um, that's going to be on the merch shop at goingdark.com right, right next to my tot finder shirt. I'm not here for an anal probe, except that was Hank Hill, not Betty and Barney rubble, Betty and Barney rubble. Uh, well, all right. Well then that's a whole other, never mind. Yeah. But, um, the, the, the other one that I I wanted to talk about a little bit, and it sounds like this one wasn't on your radar, but it's, it's the Kecksburg and it's very close to us. I mean, it's four hours away, I think three hours, but it's, um, there's a really great podcast actually just about this, about the uh, the Kecksburg crash. But this one, um, it's just December 9th, 65, Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, thousands of people in at least six states and Canada, let's not forget them, um, saw this thing streaking through the sky. They saw it in Detroit. Oh, yeah, there. We saw it come down over, uh, <laughs> over Winnipeg there, and uh, I don't know what that was. But, oh, uh, yeah. You know, it hit the ground somewhere in the states, uh-huh. but... We're, we felt bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, people saw it in the sky. They uh, saw it fall to the ground, yada, yada. But but in in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh area is where it is. Somebody had said something crashed in the woods that night. And this is, um, it's just from, from the get-go, it's like one of these perfect alien stories where somebody shows up and then the army shows up and shit just goes haywire. I mean, uh, they have reports of of uh the army showing up within you know an hour i think it was uh or mm-hmm. less um to 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 get this whatever it was ufo uh and so you have people like you know in the woods um looking for this thing we have uh, eyewitness accounts of seeing this thing and seeing them loading it up on this trailer which they just threw an army one of those green you know the tar- green tarp yeah, tarp over, over yeah. it um and just drove it out of town to to supposedly to ohio to um to, to go to right back which yeah. is you know yeah. uh, where uh, all alien artifacts go that's right so yeah so that's established yeah. in lore folks you can look it up this this for whatever reason yeah i just uh, uh i love this one because you you still have to this day people still alive that can be interviewed about it um yeah uh, and it was it was it was sort of uh named pennsylvania's roswell uh, which I thought was kind of funny, but um, so yeah, that's that sort of started this whole thing. It was like you know, uh, we had one weird encounter in the 1800s and a few other little sightings, and then all of a sudden, come you know the 40s, we have this huge crash and this huge scandal. And obviously, your your thing with the uh, do you want to explain what your uh, your Zabrowski effect um, <laughs> <laughs> means? So- Obviously, I'm I'm referencing last podcast on the left, Henry Zabrowski, and Henry has for years. uh, Whenever they do a a show about UFOs, uh, says that it's possible, and it's it's pretty much personal belief that these are not entities from, say, another planet, but from another universe, another reality that are that are entering our reality. And they simply take the forms to human brains as something that we can understand. Ergo, 1897 airships. Uh, right. In right. the 1940s, UFOs, because we had a lot of sci-fi and things like that. Uh, even you know, So it's 
yes, they are visitors from another world or another plane of existence or another dimension, but how we perceive them is entirely filtered through our cultural zeitgeist. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so from from here, uh, there are cases just just um, littered from the 60s to the 70s to the 80s to now. Um, some of the the bigger ones are the Travis Walton abduction, which was a huge thing right. in 75. Um, Fire in the sky. Fire in the yep. sky. Uh, and then, in, you know, when we get to the uh, to the 90s, it's like the Phoenix lights were huge. Um, Another one of those those 5% things that there's just... I've seen the videos of the Phoenix lights. They don't look like anything that I recognize as military aircraft. Mm -hmm. They don't fly the same way. They don't maneuver the same way. I'm just like, well, that's strange. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I don't know if I've seen that actually, uh, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to. Yeah. Watch the that. video of the Phoenix light sometimes okay. because they, they are just, they're, they're in perfect formation. They fly slow. Uh, it could be like six or seven individual crafts, but it doesn't move like that. It moves like one gigantic V of light. <laughs> and it's just, it's bizarre to look at. And no one has ever been able to debunk it sufficiently from my from my perspective. And my perspective is pretty liberal, so. <laughs> this is sort of, this reminds me a lot of the, the Washington DC lights, uh, sort of a yeah, similar thing where it's like, it's it's either a show of force or it's like, hey, we randomly landed here, and you know, I, I don't know, whatever it is, but um, I think a hello. lot of we're just popping in to say exactly. hello, everyone. Yeah, but I think the, the the bigger thing I'm I'm trying to get across is like, obviously, if we had a lot more of the information, um, time has passed and yada yada, so we lose a lot yeah. of that. But I feel like I mean, um, a lot of these are still researchable in 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 ways. Yes, yeah, exactly. One of the things that you know I wanted to talk about is I, I over over Halloween last year I did a a big two parter on what the hell about the Bentwaters UFO incident back in 1980. Okay, um, it's super relevant to me because I was an Air Force cop. I joined the Air Force just a few years after it happened, and so I wanted and I'd heard about it mm -hmm. when I was in because Air Force cops tell stories and everybody knew somebody who knew somebody mm. who was there. So I sat down to like do a, a deep dive on it. And what I found when I started looking at the research was that I had so many explanations for what happened at Bentwaters, which is like a huge, for those who don't know, uh, in 1980 in Bentwaters Air, Force Air Base in the UK, uh, there, was a, there was a big UFO sighting uh, that caught the attention of the media in Great Britain in a big way. And then a couple of nights later, it was repeated and some high ranking Air Force officers were out there and witnessed some phenomena and things like that, that they're like, oh, my God, we can't explain this. There was an audio tape. Mm. There was radiation readings and all this other sort of stuff. And it and then there was, of course, the obligatory tale of the cover up that came with this. But when you dig into the actual story behind it and you're like, oh, Everything there is perfectly explainable. Mm -hmm. It was a lighthouse that they were looking at. And if you have the background in the military like I did, you're like, oh, and people were covering their ass because they were goofing off. Mm. And that's the sort of thing that happens with so many UFO stories. And the thing about Bentwaters is when it happened, everyone was like, yeah, that happened. And there was a couple of newspaper stories about it. And then it went away. And then a couple of years later, it cropped up 
with with a political edge to it because people were worried about the nuclear weapons right. that were the air right. base there. And then in the 90s, after it long subsided, the internet came along and picked up the story. And all of a sudden, all these people that were the actual people that made these, these observations, these witnesses, oh, wow. were now on the UFO circuit. And the story blew up. Oh. It went from a very simple, we saw some lights in the woods and there was some strange radiation readings to, oh, no, I was taken aboard the craft and I was given a telepathic message with a bunch of binary code. And right. we saw some entities. And that didn't happen until the X-Files and the Internet. And this is the problem with so much modern UFO, UFO stuff is it gets inflated so dramatically. Yeah. Not because they're lying. It's because they want to believe yeah. this stuff yeah. and, and they feel compelled to make the story better. And, you know, they make a few dollars on the circuit. That's so right. it's the uh, the Rendlesham Forest incident, I think it was the Rendlesham Forest was the official exactly, name. Is the, is the actual is the actual name yeah. of it. I use the military base name for Britain's it. Because Roswell. That, yeah. yeah, everybody has one. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. What to go and you know check out some other countries, but I'm sure they have them. Um, that's interesting because, yeah, I, I didn't uh, focus on that one. Um, but yeah, I like that. Mostly, there's the military- it, I mean, it's big in the UK. It's not a big US sighting, mm-hmm. but it's it's considered the the Roswell of the UK. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, from there, uh, let's see. I mean, I, I, well, as I said, there there was a lot of uh, you know '90s, '80s, late, later '80s, and then into the 2000s. Uh, There's the Chicago O'Hare case in 2006, and then Stephenville, Texas, which I thought would bring us up to sort of. I have not. I'm not familiar with that one. Well. Uh, January 2008, I'm only, you know, I'm, I'm not telling you I know everything about it. I'm just literally reading off paper. But uh, I've just sort of researched all these. And this was this this is just one of the big, bigger ones that um, thousands of people saw. You know what I mean? I really like the right. ones like, that because you can fool, you know, one or two people, five or ten people. Right. Or ten people. It's hard Goober to fool the thousands farm, of people in the cow patty. Yeah, is yeah. easy. But yeah, even. Uh, David Copperfield, when he made the Brooklyn Bridge go away, we all knew that was bullshit. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, um, but no, so it was uh, a Statue so, of Liberty pod, friends. Uh, don't throw your phones. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was another one. Lots of sightings. Um, there was a, a, a MUFON actually that was was in full swing at that point. So they released this huge 77 page report on it. And uh, there was radar analysis done. There was. Um, it was George W. Bush time, so it was sort of, uh, you know, we were in the midst of all that garbage with him. Yeah, and, uh, everybody's uh, primed to suspect the government again by this time, yeah. so. I've always thought about doing a, um, I have this weird uh, theory, I don't know if this uh, is going to fit with this, but I have this weird theory about sports and championships specifically, and people, yeah. cities winning them after horrible things have happened. I want to do like a, I want to get, I'm going to get, I need a room. I need a, I need an empty room with a, some yarn, some red yarn some, <laughs> and some cork boards yep, some post-its. And, and some, some, some thumbtacks. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. there's something to it, but that sort of plays into the larger theory of what I was, uh, my, my right. point the, of the psychic thing. connection to UFOs and things like that. Right. And that, and that they're more ingrained in our society than, than we may think is in my yeah. estimation. But, um, I mean, you know, Back to the source material, I, th- that documentary sort of takes it from the 40s to modern day, and it just it's just like you can see this trail of events starting from the 40s and the nuclear era to presidents to uh, assassinations 
to cover-ups. Um, right. It's one of those things that I'm hypothetically open to but don't believe mm-hmm. is that there are, for lack of a better word, psychic energies in in the universe that bind all of these things together, both positive and negative, and they might balance each other out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, again, this is something that I – I've got a brain full of esoteric knowledge about all this crap that I don't actually believe in, but also I can't get it out of my brain either. Right. So I'm not willing to discount this theory in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So yeah. I just yeah. say we don't, we can't prove it, so I'm not going to believe it. Right, right. Well, that that leads me to the other um, – I, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, modern-day stuff. and uh, Yeah, this is where things get – yeah, interesting. Things get a little uh, crazy. We obviously everyone knows 2017. There was a video release. People thought it was fake, uh, and then finally the military came out and said, "No, that was that was real." Well, that's only because the guy from Blink 182 gave it out. I mean, well, who thought that who Blink knew? 182, great band, yeah. was going to be the guy to break this? So. I mean, I would have never guessed that. I don't know who would have. Although they no, did have I, a few alien songs in there. They did, in yeah. There, in his uh, in his defense, but yeah, I don't know the um, these sort of newer sightings of uh, military. Prof- I really wanted to get your input on this because I feel like someone with a military mind, someone who spent a lot of years doing doing that. Um, what what's the disconnect? Like like what does it take for this to happen? That's my question. Is like. I know the military is all about covering up and keeping a good, you know, making uh, America look the best it can. And, you know, we're always the helpers whenever the herders. But, but that's not necessarily the case <laughs> ever. The case, ever. Ask the Afghanis and the Iraqis about yeah. that. But no. All right. So let's go back to to, to, to first pl- first places on this. Obviously, the gimbal, the go fast videos, yep. they, they came out from the Navy. Oh, the Navy. They right. were released in 2017. And we're taken as far back as 2003. Now, what happened in the early 2000s is that the Navy upgraded the radars on its F-18s. Okay. Uh, the, the, the fire control and missile radars and things like that. It was a big – It was a big. Uh, they upgraded the ability to see things at longer distances and at uh, different wavelengths on the radar. This, is, this science is way beyond what I understand. But it's like going from a black and white to a color television Mm -hmm, set is the analogy that I can best sum it up. So back in 2003, uh, the Navy is doing training exercises off the coast of the Atlantic down around North Carolina, South Carolina in that area. And this is for the go. This is for the the go fast video, the original Tic Tac video that you've that you might have seen. the one of the uh, the uh, cruisers is getting these weird returns on their radar, and so there's an aircraft carrier in the area with a f- training flight going on. So they dispatch a couple of planes to fly out and see what's going on. Hmm. The planes fly out there, and they uh, their radar starts picking up this weird signal. They can't physically see it; it's too far away. And so they they start uh, going on an intercept course to this thing and their radar they're, they're, and then eventually their their gun cameras pick it up as uh, uh, as part of their as part of their target tracking thing. Mm-hmm. And this thing is just doing some wild shit. 
It's making 90 degree turns. It's stopping on a dime. It's hovering. It's going a thousand feet up it's and then against a thousand the wind feet at 120 down. knots to the west. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It Even listening to them say that, that stuff, it's like, look at that thing, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can tell. Yeah, the, just the shot yeah. on this, you know, if these were like actors. Maybe I could believe mm. that, but these are no; these are just Dudes, guys yeah. that are out on a training mission. They're not; they're not. You know, they have no idea what's going on. Right. And these videos get recorded, go off to the Pentagon, and then years later, somehow, they get released to the public. Right. I don't. I don't know. I. I, I feel like the. Um, I mean, obvi- in, in the uh, the other thing is supposedly in the next month we're getting more information, a lot more uh, yeah, released. Yeah, I will see. Well, I mean, I don't. I, yeah, I'm not holding my. Breath. I don't know that I believe Daniel Radcliffe, but I do know that it was it was written into the last stimulus bill before Trump was 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 out that they had 180 days to disclose what the hell was going on yeah, with these things. Which, so we'll we'll see what what happens with that. Um, the the the, the the Pentagon has been for the Pentagon highly revealing about them know not knowing what the fuck this thing is. Yeah, what's up with? I mean, it's a bit of a uh, use a military term. It's a bit of an about face. Uh, yeah. As far as what they're, I mean, they. And this is if you subscribe to the theory of UFOs and that Roswell happened and all this stuff, but like, you know, they they went from the most secretive thing on the planet to oh yeah yeah that was yeah we that happened we we have video of it we have no idea what it was but that that is so completely against everything they've done in 60 years to hide yeah, things I mean, you know what i mean they created the air force created project project blue book back in the 60s yeah to investigate yeah. you can't see my air quotes because this is a podcast right. but it wasn't to investigate it was to cover up it was to obfuscate all of these stories about ufo's and then here we are with them going, oh, well, you know, we, well, in a very classic military thing. No, no, no. They're not UF, UFOs. They're UAPs. They're unidentified aerial phenomena. phenomena. Completely mm. different than UFOs. Mm. Bullshit. Yeah. That's just military jargon for going, oh, we don't know what the fuck that is. So, you know, we're just going to call it this other thing. Right. And they want us to, I don't know what they want us to think. Do they want us to think that it's the Chinese or the Russians? It's not the Russians, because if it was the Russians, it would be running on diesel and got black smoke right. gouting out behind right. it. If it was the Chinese, what the hell is it doing in the Atlantic in 2003? The Chinese are really good at what they do. But in 2003, they they were not the peer state competitor that they are in 2021. They've come a long way in 18 years. Is it ours? I don't know. No one knows because it's doing some shit that literally defies the laws of physics yep. as they understand, as we understand them. You can't stop on a dime and then accelerate from a dead stop. Obviously, it would kill a human being mm-hmm. if that was done. That just the G forces alone. But even if it's even if it's a, a, a you know a, a drone, a UAV, you still the, the acceleration curves are just not possible. As the way we understand gravity working in in this universe, right. you can see yeah, I get a little worked uh, up about these things. Oh, dude, yeah, I, uh, Harry. Uh, just to, I'm going to quote Harry Reid, which uh, you can. T- <laughs> but uh, he was he was oddly enough, he's one of these people who have sort of taken it seriously. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's his his response to the to those Navy videos were. Uh, I'm glad the Pentagon is finally releasing this footage. 
but it only scratches the surface of research and materials available. The U.S. needs to take a serious yes. scientific look at this and any potential national security information. The American people deserve to be informed. Yeah, absolutely. But that should and have Harry happened in 1947. He's got no reason to, to like to, to cover it up anymore. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And uh, but but, it, you know, um, it's just interesting to see someone uh, with such a. Uh, for, say what you will about Harry Reid, but you know he's he's certainly done it a while, and uh, and yeah, uh, been in, and, been in the Senate for decades. Yeah. So so it's like you know to see someone um, in a government position saying that these things are uh, only scratching the surface just gets my my spidey sense uh, really going. <laughs> but uh, there was a there was a big moment when Trump became president that everybody was like, oh well, he's he'll just spill the beans well, about about UFOs, right? And then right after he got elected, he was like, oh, no, no, I'm going to tell you about it. And then nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like, had other shit. To, uh, did he <laughs> meet Glaxor and Glaxor? And then like, uh, nope. When you're constantly closing doors behind you to try to avoid uh, litigation, uh, I feel like you that takes think. your time up uh, rather than releasing the UFO things. I feel like he was, yeah, he was exactly. always on But yeah. also, if I wanted to divert from the constant shitstorm that was my presidency, mm -hmm. I would just say something. And I don't know what that means either. Either there's nothing there that they knew or the, uh, what I personally believe is that the Pentagon is like, we're not telling him right. shit. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you, you, we already know that, that uh, those two agencies did not fare well together um, uh, yeah, uh, during exactly. the Trump presidency. So. It Look, doesn't surprise me. I know that everybody, the, 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 the people think that we're on the verge of disclosure. Mm -hmm. And disclosure is with a, it's a capital D thing in ufology mm -hmm. in which the government spills the beans on knowing that we've been visited by aliens and having alien technology. I don't, I don't believe the government would do that. I believe they would give us just enough to shut us up. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also very much believe that the government, and this is something that I, that I speak from my, my limited experience in the military. And, you know, you, you talk about me being in the military. I was nowhere close to any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I was a doofus guy on an Air Force base that mostly spent my time trying to stay awake at night. Right. But I do know that the government loves to divert you with one story to cover up a story that they don't want you to know. So... You know, maybe Roswell's a perfect example. The original story about Roswell, as the government told it, was that it was a weather balloon. Right. And then decades later, they were like, oh, <laughs> no, we just told you it was a weather balloon to hide the fact that it was this acoustic balloon that we would float way up in the stratosphere to listen for Russian nuclear explosions. Which story is true? I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know because the government builds lies upon lies upon lies and whatever they tell us whenever this report comes out, I just suspect that it will be with, you know, just another lie wrapped around a lie wrapped around some misinformation mm. and some utter bullshit. You don't think that they've uh, for I, I can't think of a better phrase, but gone clear on the, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. But um, you don't think that the, the government has uh, gone clear on UFOs and just been like, all right, well, it's a it's a new world. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, I don't. And I don't think they ever will. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's security issues. There's like, you know, it, just imagine if China had this technology and we didn't. If, if Russia had this technology and we didn't. 
Um, yeah, they would far rather us believe it was aliens than, yeah. than that either China or Russia right. had it. Right. Yeah, and the, the I don't know. I always go back to uh, Tommy Lee Jones in uh, in Men in Black. Yeah. yeah. A person is smart. People are stupid. And if people knew that we had contact or we had alien technology, they would lose their goddamn yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, that being also, said, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, uh, the the, these Tic Tac videos are compelling evidence that even if they're our technology, they are so far ahead of where we think we are, technologically speaking. Absolutely. That Absolutely. it almost implies that we got the technology from somewhere. I think that, yeah, that's the, the you know, microwave technologies and then circuit board technology was was yeah. the huge that that I mean that changed everything in our lives. Everything has a circuit board now. The reason I think that there might have been something in 1947 uh, at Roswell mm-hmm. or wherever was that we our, our our best computer was a building. And then within 20 years it was a room. Mm-hmm. And 20 years after that it was a box. 20 years after that, it was a phone. I mean, that that is an astonishing leap forward in technology that has never been paralleled in human history. Mm-hmm. It's it just, we went, I mean, it took us thousands of years to go from, to, from uh, bronze to iron and then iron to steel and then from, you know, steam to electricity was hundreds of years. Yeah, we've been on an accelerating curve, but not like that. Yeah. I don't, look, again... Maybe maybe I'm buying into the to the nonsense of 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 the uh, of the conspiracy thinking about UFOs and but I, I've also lived through it because at 50 years old now I'm seeing technology to me that seems damn near magical. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- if I'd have seen it as a kid, I mean, wireless charging on a phone is is something that I never thought I would see in my lifetime. To be completely honest, yeah, I never. It is literally power going through the air. Through the air. Power, yeah, so I don't know. I you know. I guess that sort of leads us to uh, we're getting uh, towards the end here, but uh, leads us to um, I kind of just wanted to to pick your brain. Let's just assume that these documents come out in a month or whenever it was. Okay. And not only did we recover alien spacecraft, say from maybe the moon landing or whatever else, uh, and um, possibly Mars as well. There might you know people say that there's stuff there, but. Let's just say that uh, they come out in one month, and the major announcement is, "We are not alone." I, I'd like to just to hear your input on like what what that does to a society. I think it upends human civilization really? entirely. I think that it kicks over an anthill of religion yep. and philosophy and science and history that would be fundamentally destructive to our society. In the short term. Right. I cannot imagine my parents, who were both very religious, embracing the idea that we are not alone in the universe. Yeah, Yeah, that whole angle is, uh, I've never been a, I was a religious person as a kid. I was sort of forced to go. I never, I feel like you were kind of the same where it's like, we we don't subscribe to organized religion per se. Um, I feel like it's a it's a money grab more often than not. Um, but uh, but yeah, from top to bottom, I feel like this would this would abs- this would I think this is bigger than war. You know what I mean? Obviously, because because oh, it, yeah. it, it, it 
puts the pressure on us as a as a globe to get the fuck along and if with the, with one right. another and then you know there's other yeah. there's other theories about like you know us as americans we tend to to uh when something we can't explain shows up at our doorstep or something our first thing is to we have to dominate that thing you know what i mean like yeah we got to come in there we got to plant our flag on yep. it we have to dominate it. We uh, have, we, it that's just yeah, what this exactly. country does. Did you hear the story uh, a few months ago, maybe, or it was sometime last year, about the deputy Israeli defense minister talking about the Galactic Federation yeah. and things like that? It was like, we got to get you got to get your shit yeah. together because we're not going to help you. If that was the case, if we found that out, yeah, that, yep, in, in a month. And just 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 Galactic Federation wise, you're saying that it's a it's a, there's a theory that the entire world is controlled by three factions or whatever, and it's 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 basically like the um, what's the wrestlers uh, the NWO right? It's like the new yeah, world the NWO, world. the Greys, the Reptilians, and the uh, and the Nordics, I believe is the, is the current is the current factions. If uh, if I've been following right. the news correctly. Uh, even I mean, what if it's I mean, even if it was the most benign interpretation of this and it was like some Star Trek Vulcan led federation of planets that are like, we want to welcome you yeah. in. But you guys are still ruining your planet. Yeah. You shoot first. Always. You shoot Why? first. We can't even Why? land there to do our <laughs> anal probes without somebody taking Listen, a shot. We're at having us. butt so, problems out there in space. We just need some help. We you won't need, even let us. We need fix our butt problems. So, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not confident that we would deal with it well. I, I would love to be proven wrong. Yeah. And there is also the theory that all these years of science fiction uh, has been intentionally indoctrinating us yeah. Yeah. to be more receptive to this information. Right. Which, which, which is the cover-up stuff that 50 years or whatever of of covering up Roswell is like. That's the point. Is is I'm sure you know. Exactly. To which I would point to Jules, Jules Verne and, and even the, you know, the Bible It's like this stuff has been around for a long time, but maybe not in the in the in the levels that we've experienced since then. I mean, yeah, when you look at sci fi in the 50s post Roswell, you're suddenly seeing a whole different level of of uh, of, hey, there are alien species out there and maybe we should get used yeah. to that idea. So. Yeah. I would love that to be the case. I would. This nothing would make me happier than to have the you know the gray show up and go, look, we've been trying to yeah. tell you guys for the past yeah. fifty years, but you're morons. And then we pull out guns, and then they freeze the guns and saying no, yeah, it's not exactly. about that. And then Texas declares war right. on them, and you know, yeah, Texas is it, the it, USA, it, and then it, exactly, you know, it's you know, nuclear weapons are being shot off from Wyoming. Uh, it's like we go them sons of bitches i mean that just like charles b pierce did in aurora right. texas because <laughs> that's how that ended up spoiler alert so but, i mean you mentioned that about the uh it just reminded me of the when the supposedly there were a whole bunch of ufos that shut down the nuclear plants do you remember those oh yeah that yeah they, they of course called them drones but right. yes i remember those they were just hovering over them it freaked yeah. people out in the in the in, in the in the mountain yeah. west so i uh I think just all, in, you know, again, I, I take all of this with a grain of salt as you do. And, and, um, yeah, I love talking about it. I love the, uh, the possibility of the whole thing. I love the culture of the whole thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I just wanted to sort of do a really 
a really glossy uh, once over of the UFO phenomenon, and I think I think we did that. I think uh, you know, yeah, uh, I do there, too. I'm I'm, I'm happy there's with some it. Stuff in there, you um, know, we could fill out here and there. Maybe we'll do another episode down the line of uh, of part two or something. But um, yeah, but, exactly. If anyone out there is listening to, wants to hear my explanation of the Rendlesham Forest UFOs, uh, you can find those in the What the Hell feed. If you just get on what the hell, or, you know, any podcast app and, you know, search UFOs, you'll find a couple of probably a dozen or so episodes where I I do deep dives on these and I'm not always the skeptical butthole that I've been here tonight. So <laughs> I don't think you have been. I don't I, I, I think you seem pretty open to the idea. And even though it's one of those things, it's like, prove it. All right. If, uh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, all I want. I just want a little green dude to walk uh, up to me, buy me a beer, and we'll sit here and go, we've been fucking with you guys for years, years man. Yeah. Yep. We're just waiting for you guys to legalize weed so you can handle it. <laughs> that will help. That will help the process, yes. The it process. will totally yeah. help. Totally I, th- help. I think all in all, like, uh, in general, this country has a problem with the, well, they have a lot, but I love America. You know, one of my early uh, traveling um, tours, I went to Europe for a month and I just I didn't book hotels. Me and three friends just backpacked through the whole eastern part of Europe. And I never had missed my country before. I'd always been very sort of almost an yeah. anarchist at, at times and being like, fuck this country and this, you know, but when you're out of it and you've been taking taken away from it and you come back to it, it's like, this is my home. I, this is how, where I feel like a human being. Straight up. When I, I, I spent a year in Korea and I loved being in Korea. It was a blast. But man, when I Something got about home, it, I was like, there's a McDonald's. Yeah. And this was obviously in 1991 where McDonald's wasn't as ubiquitous, but that was like, I, I got off the plane and at the airport, there was a McDonald's and I was like weeping. And while I'm ordering a Big Mac and they're like, what the yeah. hell is wrong with this yeah. guy? but yeah exactly i i love this country but i worry about it i and i also think that maybe a enemy bigger than this than all of us together or a friend might be a good thing i don't know that's straight from ronald reagan's mouth right there uh one of his famous well i don't know a lot of what i'm talking about i I was in movies with a monkey but uh, you could imagine (laughs) a ufo landing i'm really not good at those, but um <laughs> yeah he, he had said that once in one of his uh his speeches of uh, yes yeah, i remember yeah. it yeah but um but anyway yeah I, I i just hope that um it's it's great to be skeptical uh, i think we should because we live in a world where we can be fooled very easily especially now in the world of the internet but um i think yeah, overall exactly that's i think if that's that would be my that my piece of advice is like you can you can love this stuff yeah. like i do I literally just did a show of where I accused Jim Davis of being an evil sorcerer <laughs> that used Garfield to, uh, to uh, as, as a magical working to make him rich. You can love this stuff. You can joke about this yep. stuff, but be careful how much you believe. That's right. It. And if you do That's believe right. in it, back it up with some proof. And don't fucking storm the Capitol. Just stop no, doing that dumb do shit. That. What, do what that. the fuck's wrong with you? Don't do that. It's illegal. And also, don't write Jim Davis and tell him that because I really I don't dead. want to get sued. I think he's dead. Jim Davis dead? No, no. Jim Davis will okay, never great. die. Uh, I did see a. Ha- I, I <laughs> see that uh, somewhere that they had done a full house dressed up as the Garfield house. I don't. I don't know where it oh, was. Yeah. Illinois yeah, or something. Exactly. It's but, uh, that's that's the evil. It is the Garfield work. Way off topic. <laughs> um, uh, well, Dave, thank you so much. That was so much fun. Let's. Uh, hey, Jeremy, thank yeah, you. Man. I'm I'm so glad to do this. I'll come back and talk Please. anytime about ghosts yeah. or or magic or or cryptids. 
because I also have a brain full of useless information about those things. Too. I am so glad uh, that we did this and uh, go check out Dave's podcast. What the hell were you thinking? You can get on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, what's your social stuff? Oh, uh, uh, it's uh, the hell underscore podcast on Twitter and the show name. What the hell podcast on Facebook and patreon.com slash what the hell podcast. That's right. He's uh if, uh, if you want a really solid podcast to, to play on your, uh, obviously we have a bunch here at Seltzer Kings that we'd love to, for you to play every one, but check out all the yeah, Seltzer Kings podcasts. But, uh, I, I just, I, I love your podcast and, um, we've become friends just recently. I mean, in the last two years or so, since I've been dating Marla, yep. who you were mutual friends with. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I appreciate you coming on and, uh, I hope we entertained and educated and, uh, yeah, I hope the, uh, the overlords were listening. All right, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you, Dave. Going Dork Stars and is produced by me, Jeremy Balin. For more information on the show, visit goingdork.com and find us on all the socials as Going Dork. We are a part of the Seltzer Kings family of podcasts. For more information on them, check out seltzerkings.com. And if you want to continue the conversation, give me a shout on my socials at Remy Balin on most things, at Jeremy Balin on the Instagram. Thanks for listening.